Yo, what's good? OG Willikers here with Raw Raw Room, Room Radio, Radio Podcast. Podcast, episode 51. 51. Yeah, we had so much fun celebrating in episode 50, we carried it over to 51. So we're bringing in another heavy hitter from the Albuquerque hip-hop scene, Dom, Dom Life. Life. Yeah, it's super good to have him in here. We're going to talk about more Albuquerque hip-hop history. We're going to talk about his path as an artist and MC drummer and supporter of the hip-hop culture. Let's jump into a track and then get into the chat. I put myself on the line and was hung out to dry till I caught fire, followed ash in the sky. Rub my hands for some heat, make a mask for your eyes, built it up just to my laughter survive. If broke means you're broken, then I disagree. Hoping, take the seeds from the cloth they were soaking. A plant to the hills, some romance in the still growing. Sick bastards with cancerous quills, warmth. Flip backwards to dance with the chills. Said they mix masters with jams, you could feel another. Promise hollow for an empty palm qualm. If it's Dom, you will follow the demand. The collage made a little bit of that with the thistles and some scraps. This is made when you hit it with a chisel and a wrap. Figure me for the mirror, watch you fizzle for your cap Make it bottle pop and hit you like a missile to the back I put myself on the line and was hung out to dry Till I caught fire, followed ash in the sky Rub my hands for some heat, make a mask for your eyes Built it up just to my laughter survive From these are the things I can do without too So many things I may do without There's not much in my hands but the clutch of a man And the visuals I make with the spirits in the sand I put it all on the line but the signal just died Now I breathe fire, subtle ash in the sky Rub my hands, keep them warm See the dance in your eyes Built it up just to Now nothing survive. If I sought to reflect But I saw what you see Then it wouldn't be me And you wouldn't let it be Flowing power oxen How I hook into your chi Rhythm hitting both knees Make a mistletoe freeze Legs locked, notice Notice how I listen closely An addict with beats Orange, I'm soaring and cozy Lay back, let it hit you In the middle of the couch Big bad wooden house till the woofers went south Stuck to the supermassive LED dream Watch you look for the paper like a hook to a stream Take the calm and control, dropping songs in a bowl Salam to the fam, sovereign monstrous skull I put it all on the line, but the signal just died Now I breathe fire, subtle ash in the sky Rub my hands, keep them warm, see the dance in your eyes Built it up just to, now nothing survives From these are the things I can do without two so many things I make do without There's not much in my hands but the clutch of a man And the visuals I make with the spirits in the sand From these are the things I can do without too So many things I make do without There's not much in my hands but the clutch of a man And the visuals I make with the spirits in the sand Sitting back, thinking about that time in your life When you thought you knew everything Which is usually the present Till it all came back and landed on the top of your head and said, guess what, my friend, you don't know shit, not a damn thing. What up? My name's Dom Life from Albuquerque, Nuevo, Mexico. Um, Skull Control Crew, Zoology, chilling in the spot. Thanks for having me out. Yeah, it's awesome to have you. You're... Uh... You're kind of like the the continuation of episode 50. 
because because those are your, that that was your family your 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 musical brothers that were here. Well, and, I was supposed to be here, and so. you were supposed to be here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is the bonus content. No, no it's, <laughs> this is its own episode. I was relieved actually. I was excited to have you, but I was relieved because you have you guys are all such like so much story behind all you guys. So it was like okay, cool. I can Word. focus on them, and then when Dom comes, we can do it. So here we are. Um, you're a hip hopper. You've been making music for ever. <laughs> it's forever. I mean, damn. First track I ever recorded was probably ninety six ish. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, literally forever. Man. Golden era. <laughs> <laughs> but that was not golden though at all. That was that was like I don't know pleather. <laughs> that track was pleather. Pleather era. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. You have to start somewhere. Word. You know, I know you as a solo artist. I know you as a drummer. I know you as so many things. So it's really hard to to sum it all up. Um, so maybe just go from the beginning of your musical uh, inspirations and. Okay. Um, so I guess the first, you know, the the first time I'll just I'll just start from when I started kind of taking it serious. Cause you know, there's a lot of a lot of time for all of us where we just kind of spend screwing around. The Buster phase. Rap, yeah, the Buster phase, rapping at parties, <laughs> stealing people's lyrics, that kind of crap. Anyway, so the first, you know, the first time I started taking it serious is when I I linked up with a crew called Mental Case, and that you know that was in Albuquerque. There's a homie, you know, shout out Ridicule, his Paycheck Stubbs, Calico, Nato Rock, who has now changed his name to Wolf Rayette. We'll talk about him a little bit more later. And, um, yeah, so that was that was the crew back then. Um, oh, yeah, T-Dugs, can't leave him out. So, you know, we we kind of, it was, it's like the same for a lot of us that started doing hip-hop in Albuquerque. We started doing our shows at Vinyl and Versus. So that was basically the first time I had ever done, you know, rapped on stage. And that was a, a weekly hip-hop event right. at Burt's. Every Wednesday, free TGash. show. Yeah, so weekly at Birds Tiki Lounge put together by Flux 451, you know. Um, so, yeah, that's where we would be weekly freestyling out front and then the ciphers or whatever and then ended up linking up with that crew. They were kind of already on a little bit more than I was because I kind of fell off the hip-hop thing for a little while briefly and started doing, like, this weird folk rock band playing the drums in it. So I was kind of busy doing that for a while. But when I came back in, you know, I obviously, well, not obviously, but my homie Nato Rock was in that crew. And that's, he's kind of my, you know, he's my ace. He's the dude that I came up with. And I consider, I consider him the person that I actually grew a lot with, you know, like in terms of, you know, rapping or whatever. So that's where it all started for me. Um, you know, eventually that fell apart. Um after that, you know, just kind of drifted around for a while. Me and me and Nato were homeless together briefly after that fell apart. And then we ended up linking up with this, you know, we knew this dude, Soul. So our first hip-hop crew was way back in the day, like 96, 97. I was in that crew with with Nato and this other homie, Soul. I don't know if you've heard of Soul, but he's another Albuquerque MC. Anyway, so... We ended up kind of crashing on his couch or floor or whatever you want to call it for a while, and then we made a group with him called the Audiobots. So, I mean, I'm, I guess I'll just take you through the whole thing, man, because there's a lot of little in-betweens that, 
you know, things that almost happened but kind of didn't. You I'm know. here for the ride, man. So anyway, we did the Audiobots thing for a while. That's when I kind of started linking up with Flux more often. He gave me a job, actually, you know, every now and then just working at um, working at Burt's doing, like, stocking the, stocking the beer shelf. So that was kind of my end to Vinyl and Versus at that point. So we started doing shows with Audiobots at, at Vinyl and Versus and then... So you were there, that was like your side backdoor entrance. Well, yeah, we were homeless, so neither of us had jobs. And he's like, I think Flux kind of felt sorry for us or something like that. So like, because I, I mean, I was donating plasma to go get money at some point just so we could eat. So he saw that, I think, and was like, yo, I know they're looking for somebody to help at Burt's. And I would go do that for the afternoon and they'd pay me 50 bucks cash and give me some drink tickets for later that night or whatever. Oh, nice. So that was cool. And then, so the Audiobots thing, you know, people kind of didn't get along. I'm not going to really go to the specifics about that. But so me and NATO formed a group together called Habeas Corpses. So we started doing that and this other homie, Seraph, was around you know, quite a bit for all of that. Him and around this time was, you know, when him and Soul were kind of teaching me the basics of making beats on Reason. So I was making a lot of the beats for the Habeas Corpses project. And Seraph had had a group called Skull Control with one of the dudes for Mental Case. All, you know, obviously, obviously a lot of this is going to interconnect because it's the same scene. Well, and this is when you say a group like it. Uh, just a duo. It was just a duo. Yeah, they they just dudes rapping. Yeah, two dudes rapping. They called it Skull Control because it was Seraph's brother's idea. He wanted to have a Skull Control Records, so he liked the name. So they were just using that name as their group name. But so after a while, you know, like we were linking up with Def and Wake and all those other brothers, and that you know they had the crew Saints and Her Sons going going on, and they had recently thrown me and NATO down in that and. So we just had, you know, talked a lot, and I talked to Seraph, and I was like, well, let's just do a label, because we got a bunch of dope MCs. Let's just try to push this, man, because, you know, and it was supposed to be a movement, like, because, I mean, you know how it is in New Mexico, people overlook us here a lot, because they think whatever, I'm not sure what they think. Anyway, so that was the that was the idea there, was to start a movement, and... You know, we didn't really want to even turn anybody away. Like, he was eventually going to be like, okay, whoever's dope, we're just going to throw them down and just start putting out, you know, album after album. So that was the that was the idea behind that. So we started putting that together. The first person I called, actually, was Aki from Mantis Fist. And he was like, I'm ready. Let's do it. I was like, cool. So I called Aki, got that going. Then we started talking to the homies from Saints and Her Sons, Wake, Def, Godsent, Parish, you know. Everybody was, you know, there's a couple people that were kind of like, eh, I kind of want to know more. Like, you know, you haven't run a label before. I don't know what you can do. So we had a, you know, we had a legendary meeting at the Frontier Restaurant. And, you know, at this round table in the very back next to this big ass John Wayne painting. And uh, which is kind of weird if you think about it. But, yeah, so then that's when we kind of decided we were going to try to do it. And that's, you know, kind of where Skull Control started going from there. So, you know, Habeas Corpses was under that Skull Control umbrella. And then uh, we were also doing sets with Saint Center Sons. Uh, so, I mean, you know, after that, that kind of evolved into several other things. So, you know, Model Citizens, the project that I did with Wake, that actually never really got, you know, like a proper release. I've heard that name before, and I wonder, you know, because our crew's outstanding citizens. Right. Like, oh, model citizens. <laughs> funny, yeah. Alternate universe name. <laughs> yeah, I thought about this like super similar, but 
So I don't know. I don't. I don't know. That was like that was kind of what led into zoology. So, um, yeah, I'll just I'll just go directly there. So yeah, it's like we we're doing that model citizens thing together. Um, then Flux, you know, he found out that I could play the drums, and he's like, "Well, I have this, you know, idea. I want to do a hip hop band." So he, so he's like, "If I get, if I can line you up a drum set, will you come jam at my house?" And I was like, "All right, cool." So he already had some samples lined up. So I showed up to his house, and it kind of didn't really go that good at first. You know, we kind of were just messing around. He was playing samples off GarageBand, and I was trying to play to it. And I hadn't played the drums in a while, so my timing was kind of off. And I was and like, "You can't quite hear it. Yeah. You get all it. I know that from a live hip hop band. Yeah, that things can go really wrong." <laughs> so it was like it was weird, and I was like, "Well, I can't catch this time." I was like, "What if we got to do to play samples and?" You know, the homie Audio had just moved from Gallup. Shout out DJ Audio. And uh, I was like, well, what if we ask Audio to play his NPC, play the samples? You could chop them up and play them. And then he, he, you know, maybe he can link, we can link up with the time easier so it doesn't have to be perfect like that. So he came over, we jammed, did a few tracks, and it started sounding pretty all right. And uh, so then we ended up doing this weird Obama rally thing, political show together. Where we had a, there was a projector that was, had a bunch of war footage and DJ says was DJing for us. But that was, so that was our first zoology show. It was just me, Flux, Audio, and DJ says. So, I mean, it went okay. But, you know, it was kind of interesting, kind of funny. We messed up a lot. (laughs) Because, I mean, I think we'd only been doing that for about two weeks. And I remember when my band was trying to do the, like, play to a beat but we also had a live drummer mm-hmm. we and oh god when it was off it was off but we did it we just had an ipod and we'd hit the ipod or the drummer actually had the ipod because he had to so he'd hit play and then play to it but so you know you get various sound qualities at different shows and if his if his monitor was off if he couldn't hear hear it like just too like competing drum beats over each other oh my god it's the like that's what i mean it could go so terribly wrong where our shows were just like oh my god yeah so it's, anyway that's how, <laughs> you just brought back that memory to me that's of, how those, of that struggle that's how the first show was like there was definitely a point because i mean is it the, it was at this old spot called the stove i don't think they even had monitors there mm-hmm. this is like when they were kind of first getting going because later on it got pretty dope but at first i don't think they really had monitors so i couldn't even really hear what audio was doing so it was just kind of like a mess <laughs> But, you know, we did our best. So I, I, we did shows like that for a while. And then at the same time, kind of, you know, me and Wake were doing the Model Citizens thing. I had been working on solo stuff for a while already. Um, so we kept doing that. And then um, I guess after that, you know, we, we we started doing the zoology thing. And like I said, so the Model Citizens thing kind of ended up going into that because some of the songs that you hear on the zoology album were actually – you know, verses or choruses from Model Citizen stuff because the Model Citizens thing was when we were taking pretty serious. Like zoology was kind of like the side thing. Where you, you know, we're let's do this for fun. We'll see where it goes. But then like it started gaining momentum, and Wake ended up doing a couple sets with us where he jumped up, and you know, because me and him were rolling together a lot at that time. So I was like, well, let's have Wake come up and you know drop some verses, and that started going really good. It changed the energy of the band a lot, and uh, so we just. I just told Flux we should just have him in the band because this is working out really good. So he agreed. So he, you know, he started jumping in the band with us, and then that started gaining momentum. 
until you know to the point where the model citizens project kind of fell to the back burner after that so you know we went to go record that zoology album um there was some songs that weren't even written yet when we got there to record it so it was like this weird like we showed up to i don't know if you've heard of jiving scientists from tucson yeah yeah so yeah so we showed up to they were recording us fan was recording us with this Mm -hmm. homie soundsmith so we showed up to record. We, we were going to be there for a weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So we had booked shows. It might actually it might have been Thursday. I can't. I'm not sure. I don't remember if it was. Yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I think. Where did you go? Was it Tucson? It was, it was in Tucson. Yeah. And so we were going to, you know, record the entire album, and then we also had shows booked every night too. So we had the Blunt Club booked, and then another spot in Phoenix, and then another show in Tucson booked, and. Um, we were going to record during the day and do the shows at night. So it was, it was kind of a funny situation. Like, I was, the drums were set up in a bathroom that was kind of like, you know, I had padding around the walls and stuff. And like, but, it, you know, there's a lot of things about it that you, that kind of came out a little iffy because, you know, we would record during the day, then take the drums down and then come back and put them back up. And then yeah, the sound wasn't the exactly. The like, yeah, cool, whatever. Yeah. And you're just like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, yeah. And then, so I have the double duty. So I got to rap and play the drums. And then, you know, so I got to worry about both of those ends of that stuff. But, so, um, the second show, we didn't even get to do that. Like the band didn't even do that show. Flux and uh, Wake just went and did that because we got so behind with the recording and things weren't, weren't really going that great. Um, like it took us a while to find the rhythm of what we were going to do. So first we we tried to record it just to, you know, the sample, you know, he, he would have um, whatever the sequences or the beat all sequenced out audio would. And they would just play that, whatever he had sequenced out without the drums and the bass. And then I would try to record to that and that wasn't going that good. Um, I don't know. Then we should try just recording the drums just to a click track first. And then that didn't work out. So finally we, we settled on just recording everything like we played it live. Mm. So we did that. And Makes then sense. once we had the band, once we had all the instrumentals recorded, then we started recording the vocals and then we're like, okay, well, we don't even have lyrics for some of these songs yet. Like, so because like some of them see that's cool it's like oh yeah it's just a beat well you know how it is write my 16 real quick or whatever but yeah but you know how it is like when you have like new songs or you got this new beat that you just made and you're like man i want to i want to rock this at the show so you throw so you like frankenstein a bunch of old lyrics together and that's kind of the way Mm. it flies so like a lot of the songs that we were doing had been going like that so we didn't actually have lyrics. We were using stuff from old projects or, mm-hmm. you know, Wake was using stuff from Definition Rare. I was using stuff from the Slow the Mighty project I was doing with Awkward. Shout out to Awkward Act Right. And um, so, yeah, when, when we were there, we were like, oh, shit, we don't have lyrics for, for this song or this song. So, like, I remember sitting in a car and writing the lyrics for that song, My Son, and then... Yeah, so so that's so we had to transfer over some of the lyrics for from the Model Citizen stuff. Like the song "Certified" was a Model Citizen song, and Flux added an old, you know, Garbage Pail Kids uh, verse from you know at the end of that whatever his yeah, verse. That's his old crew. Yeah, that was his old crew with, with Dirty Spoons. Yeah, shout out to Flux and Dirty Spoons too. Uh, and um, so yeah, it was kind of like. It was it was an interesting process, man. Like I've never recorded an album like that before or since that. It's it was just like a whirlwind, man. <laughs> is, that, is that the only zoology? That's the only zoology record? album, yeah. Like we had we had worked on we'd started to work on newer songs. We had some choruses and beats and stuff, which I think 
you know, I think we're going to try to finish some of that up mm, now cool. and just kind of put it out. I don't know if we're going to, I'm not sure if we're really going to do any more live shows together anymore, but yeah, so we're going to do that. So we've already started work on a couple new songs, so that'll be cool. And then for zoology, a lot of the courses were written by Wake, so I think mm. we're going to keep some of those courses and... Uh, so you have some old courses that haven't been dropped yet yeah oh that's cool that's a good way to honor wake as well yeah and then we i mean we've actually we're working on a song that's dedicated to wake too so that'll be cool um so yeah this is that's kind of the zoology thing you know we kept doing shows for a while it went pretty good had the album released sold out launch pad um i think i think i'm not sure but i think before that I had released my first solo album, Play With Your, Play With Your Knowledge of Self. It's, I, I can't remember the timeline exactly, but I know the first album the Skull Control released, which was 2011 is when we started releasing albums. So Aki Zen, rest in peace, passed away in 2010. Um, the first, project, the first uh, project that we decided to release was the Mantis Fist album that was ready to go. So that was Global Swarming. So that's the first album released that year. Then I think my album, Play With Your Knowledge of Self, was ready to go after that. So then I think the next one we released was that one. Actually, Def Eye's album, he was the first release on Skull Control. It was... Uh, was it the, the shape, shape of Color? The Shape of Color, yes. Oh, that was, word, that was the first Skull Control album. And oh. I believe he released... It was like spring of 2011. So then, you know. Dang, so I've yeah, I've known Defy forever. And yeah. Like I I had that album, or I might have it somewhere still. But, oh, dope. But that that's like that's when I one. first remember him was he was the dude at all the hip hop shows hanging out outside like with a CD like waiting for like Mers or whoever the hell mm-hmm. it was like yo what's up man? Here's my <laughs> like he was that dude at every show I ever went to I didn't even know who Defy was I was just like who's that guy he's like a rapper or something he always got he's always like hustling his CDs to the to the main artist yep. and the main artist like want to talk to him talks <laughs> up with that? I try dope. to do it and they're just like eh, no, no, thanks <laughs> well he had that way he'll just he just roll up on you and start dropping some dope bars and you just can't deny it you know because he's, how. That's he's dope yeah, but so, yeah, so he released that Shape of Color. Then next was Global Swarming. Then my first solo, Play With the Knowledge Yourself. Then Zoology. Then Definition Rare um, Desert Heat mm. in November. So that was all one year? That was all t- 2011. So, Damn. So we just decided to go all out that year. So, yeah, so that was a crazy year. I mean, I, I remember being there for... So all those release parties, the Sound of Color one was at Burt's, uh, the De- the Desert Heat Definition Rare album was at Burt's. We did the Zoology release at Launchpad, and we that was sold out. Um, Mantis Fist, we did there at, at Launchpad, and then also Play With Your Knowledge Yourself at Launchpad, too. So that was kind of the spot. Other than Burt's, like if we wanted to do bigger shows, we'd go to Launchpad. I was so, dreaming, I mean, since I was 15, I dreamed of playing at Launchpad. I never could get it, get a show there until I was like 27. Well, it was hard but when because... when I got in there, I was like, yeah, is my dream come true? <laughs> I, I don't know if you listen to Flux's 
interview on that Red and Green report, but he yeah. talks about how the Launchpad wouldn't even do hip hop for a long time, mm-hmm. just because of the situation with you know, like after hip hop shows, a lot of people like to tag or throw up slaps, whatever you know. So, but anyway. no, but that's like a huge. That's so common. It's just like every show, if, as a promoter, I throw a hip hop show. I'm always like. Oh, I hope no one, no one fucks up the bathrooms. <laughs> I hope no one like, like you know. Puts, I, I went to a show at Marble, and uh, it was a hip hop show. And when I got there, it had been canceled because someone tagged in the bathroom. Yeah. And so, oh, was that the Chesky show? Yep. You and were then, there. Wow. So I got there, and then it, it, he was just rocking in the on the street, which yeah. was sick. That was dope as fuck. But yeah. like, it was like, man, that's like a danger. Throwing being a hip hop promoter is like, oh, I just hope no one paint some in the bathrooms that's, that's always crazy. a little worried so when i see it i'm like no someone did it i didn't know you were there for that show that's crazy yeah yeah no. truth 66 was on that show we did our set oh really yeah oh dang we got our set done and then that producer guy that what's that projection artist and producer that was on that show you know i got there at the very end <laughs> so he got I'd... through his show and then i think a couple other guys did their set and then uh yeah, then somebody tagged in the bathroom, and they, they they didn't even tag. They carved it into the wood is what they did. Oh, wow. Like, they got, had a pocket knife and carved it into the wood, so they kicked us all out. That was crazy. Yeah, and I got a homie, a really good friend. He does a lot of my, um, like, album artwork and stuff. He's, he's an amazing graffiti artist, amazing artist in general, but that's his, like, ch- chosen artistic expression. And Yeah. So he's always teaching me the ins and outs of, of like, there's there's so there's so much etiquette to it. Like, yeah. So much etiquette. It's yeah. crazy. So it's kind of interesting well, to mean, learn yeah. about about that stuff. Yeah, businesses are fair game. So I mean, to them, that's not really a big deal. Right. Yeah, I mean, right. you're not supposed to hit residential, but you know, any businesses anywhere are fair game. So I mean, I used to I used to be involved in that a little bit. You know, like when you first get involved in hip hop, like I said, that that crew we had it was called ETC. It was like it was me, NATO. Uh, Soul One, DJ Says, and then, you know, a few other people that don't really do anything anymore. But they're, you know, they're still down or whatever. They're still, you know, crew and fam. But that was, it was all, all elements crew. Like we all tried to do graffiti. We all tried to break dance. We all tried to rap. We were too broke to DJ. But, you know, I'm, I'm sure if we had turntables around, we would have been on that too. So, I mean, you know, we try to learn the outlook of all the elements, you know what I mean? And just show love and then, you know, continue to show love now to all the elements just because it all goes together, you know? Yeah, absolutely. That's what we were talking about before we were recording was about, you know, yeah, how kind of when I started learning about hip hop, it was more, I saw it as a musical genre and then I got to learn the culture and realize the other elements and how, how it's such a bigger thing than just music. Yeah. You know, for sure. That's super super uh, important to know I yeah think, especially for the youth that are coming up they should know that stuff but yeah. well it's it's up to us to try to teach too right that's, instead of shunning them we should be yeah. supporting them that's that's i think that's part of the problem with with that situation is that a lot of the older heads are just like you know if you show up if you show up to a show i'm at classes in session you know as opposed to taking like a more hands-on approach to that like hey I, you got potential let me teach you something you know what i mean like and I mean, it's it's a, it's a culture, and the culture has to be passed down. Yeah. On the other side of the coin of that, though, we got we got to, you know, we have to update and change our styles when you know when innovators bring new things into hip hop. And you know, like I, trap beats have been around in hip hop for a long time before they even put any labels on that. You know, right. like 
I mean, hats and the yeah, and the, the slow. Be- I mean, Dead Prez is doing quote unquote trap music for sure. You know, yeah, since, oh, for a long time, that's actually 90s. You know yeah. what I mean? So I mean, the, the the song that everybody loves is bigger than hip hop. That could be considered a trap beat. Yeah, you know I, I hadn't thought about that yeah. until you say that. But so that's... I mean, it's something that's been around for a long time. It's just like suddenly everybody just just wanted to rap on those beats. Which I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I think a lot of older MCs just can't hit a beat like that. That's why I think they they're like I don't like that stuff. I don't like I don't like to do double time. It's too slow. You can't it's because they can't do it. That's why. That's what I think. So it's on both ends. You yeah. Know. It's it's yeah. I mean, and I, it's been said a lot of times. Like, there's nothing really new. It's just kind of you know the the opinion changes or you know what's popular changes. As long as you can rip a beat, I don't care what the beat is. Yeah. Like, as long as you're lyrical. It's more about what you do, not yeah. what the beat's doing, in my opinion, you know? Yeah, it's that's and that's the one of the last conversations I had with Wake was, you know, who cares, like, what the style of beat is? Is the content in your lyrics are dope? Are you spitting dope? Does it sound convincing? Like, have you? is it rehearsed? Did you, you know what I mean? Did you work hard to hone your skill? That's what matters to me. I don't right. care about the beat, like. I mean, there's a lot of trap stuff out that I like, but I mean, some of that stuff that's overly auto-tuned, where they're not—they're just repeating the same three words over and over again the entire song. Yeah, it's the rough stuff. That's the that stuff that dumbs humanity down that we don't need to be listening to over and over again because, you know, what you put in your mind is—that's what makes you grow as a person. And if you're putting nothing in, you're not gonna grow. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, like I'm down with catchy. Yeah. You could be poppy, whatever. Just we'll get catchy on the chorus, though. Dope. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> drop some, drop some science for some people. Like educate. That's what hip hop was. You know, hip hop music started out that way, and I think it's important for us to keep that moving. You know. Yeah. And and um, show progress in the culture. Take things further than where it started. You know, like I think that's also an important part of hip hop music too. Yeah. Because, like we said, the four elements are all related to each other, and you know. And then people That's always say there's a, there's a fifth element, but people don't agree with what that element is. <laughs> yeah, is it beatboxing? Wisdom. Is it making <laughs> beats? Or I don't know. I think beatboxing is probably the most common one. And like for me, it's promoting. Promote. Well, how many? <laughs> That's an element. <laughs> Karis One has how many? There's like twelve or something. It's like street clothing and slang and oh, yeah. the business side of it. And he's yeah. Yeah, he's got. It might have been, it's like eight or twelve. I can't really remember exactly. So I guess we we'll play a song from that zoology album. It's called Crush Love, and the song I brought was the melody. And check it out. Yeah, it was the melody that got me free. Yeah, it was the feeling when I 
second that I slipped and fell A pair of headphones dawned And what they said rolled on Pop spider said in stone But he left soul songs Now I stand in the middle Skipping both ponds No bond Showing them my love Till they hold on The greats reached up to God In three minutes Sometimes five Some sing live Deep in it Yeah It was the melody that got me Moved to the center of the energy And got free Lock key I escape when I finish The genesis is this Won't leave you diminished The sentiment is gift Don't breathe till it's finished It's evident we need to see What we're giving The most high Sent me music so I pray Eyes closed Mic close Imagine what I'll say Yeah It was the melody that got me Yeah It was the melody that got me free Yeah It was the feeling when they caught me Yeah It was the feeling when they got me free Yeah It was the melody that got me Yeah It was the melody that got me free Yeah It was the feeling when they caught me yeah, it was the feeling when it got me free I remember when I first heard it The perfect moment Like it was sent from the heavens A fallen moment Got me feeling high bodies floating Feeling invisible, powerful Cause the music's got me open First love, first touch I learned step in this head rush Making moves with my vibe clutch Replaying highlights of distant memories With friends and my family The same after centuries The sound I dig deep for meanings that are kept to me Share this moment with you to pass the energy No wasting time, this redundancy Let the pen do the talking It's been happening naturally Capture me with the first note The tone brought me close Got a daily dose of vitamins and minerals Rhythm bumps in my ventricles Good for your soul Kick back, lose track, let the music control yeah, it was the melody that got me. Yeah, it was the melody that got me free. Yeah, it was the feeling when they caught me. Yeah, it was the feeling when they got me free. Yeah, it was the melody that got me. Yeah, it was the melody that got me free. Yeah, it was the feeling when they caught me. Yeah, it was the feeling when they got me free. first solo album I put out was Play With Your Knowledge Yourself. And probably from the f- beginning of that, that was not really even... I, n- I never really had a plan to make that album originally. So it was just... Those are just a kind of a collection of songs that I was recording on the side. Like, oh, I'm going to write this song. Or, you know, it was people... Were, everybody else was busy that I was working with. You know, um, they couldn't come around to work on music. So I would just, you know, oh, I need to write, so I'll just write. So that's what a lot of those songs were, or beats that I had that nobody else really wanted to, you know, you know, get on with me, like for whatever reason. Uh, <laughs> that's your like, oh, all my friends are busy album. <laughs> kind of, you know, in a way, kind of. That's how it started. Um, but yeah, so and that's how a lot of those beats were too. They're like, because I, I don't know, as a producer, sometimes you make beats and you're like, man, this beat, you, you know, you know, you like it because you can see in your mind what can be done with it but sometimes when you show it to other mcs that don't really make beats they don't see what you see so they're like eh, i don't know about that beat you know so like singing on it was one of those beats um that's the first track on that album I is that sh- the one with the dj reflection no that that it? album doesn't or- have dj reflection it has oh, flow fader flow fader oh, on the intro track that's right that's yeah. right flow fader Flow Faders on the intro, so that now nah, that singing on it was the tr- first track. That one's just me on the beat and me rapping. So, so that one, I kind of just, I was chilling at the house. Like I used to live with Seraph and Awkward, 
And that's kind of where we got together to record a lot of the stuff, like the model citizen stuff was recorded there. We actually had a group together called Low the Mighty at the time, which we recorded a whole album in and it just never came out. But so in between the model citizen stuff and Low the Mighty, that's when I was doing that solo stuff. And I think singing on it might have been, well, actually the first song I wrote for that album was uh, Maybe Sorry Day. And then, uh, so it's kind of hard though, because Ugly was early on too. I'm not sure. So, so That song is awesome. That, I think that's the oldest song from the album. Hey, you want to play a game? <laughs> <laughs> it's called, what's it called? It's called Ugly. It's you called win. It's called Ugly. You win. <laughs> Yeah, uh, my girlfriend and I were like in the house the other day, and that came on, and we both just started cracking up. <laughs> but yeah, so that one, that song actually was written, man, in the early days when I when I was telling you we lived with Soul and we had the Audiobots thing going on. Oh, when word. I first was learning how to make beats, so yeah, that, that I made that beat, and then that was another one that nobody, everybody was like, I don't know about that beat, like we didn't want to use it for Audiobots or whatever. So I ended up writing a solo track to it. And it was just, we were going to do a Saints and Her Sons album, and it was going to go on that. But, I mean, I, that never materialized. So, so yeah, that was the first song from that album that I worked on. And then Singing On Them was early on, and Sorry Day was this, Sorry Day was, Sorry Day was like an off track that I wrote for some, you know, for whatever reason. And then um, I don't think I really started getting serious, you know, about writing that album until... Probably, it was probably 20, two, 2009 was when I started actually like, okay, I'm going to do an album with these songs. And that's when I actually started focusing on, right, I'm going to get some features, let's do this, let's do this. Uh, you know, got Wake on that song, What's the Issue? I'd actually been trying to get him on a bunch of the songs, I was telling somebody else's story. And I kept sending him the beats and he would just kind of, eh, I don't know. You know, kind of be flaky, or he's. Uh, this is a beat I want you to write on. Come over, and then he would just not show up. But then I think he was coming to pick me up one day, and I showed him that one. I already had the first, my my verses from that and the chorus, and I showed him. You know, I kind of spit it for him because it wasn't recorded yet. And he's just like, you got a pen and a pad, and he just sat sat down and wrote it right away. So he was filling that one. Well, there's that one where he just speaks, so he doesn't have a foot doesn't spit right that was a, that actually just took place because okay so some of that was recorded various places so that ugly song was recorded at my old house that was kind of in the heights in albuquerque you know like eubank or yeah, i think eubank or no 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 wyoming and indian school area so like the uh, percy wells or high def used to come with his little portable rig and would record everybody in albuquerque because they were living in santa fe so he came out that day and he recorded like some habeas corpses stuff. He recorded that song and this other solo track that I never released because it's pretty horrible. So <laughs> anyway, so he, he, that was recorded there. Sorry Day was recorded in Seraph's Kitchen at his house. And then, man, I'm trying to think. So, there was a few songs like that. But once I, like 2009, once I decided it was going to be an album, that's when I started working with somebody, this the homie Chuck Olympic, and he had a little studio set up at his house. So that's where a lot of those songs ended up getting recorded. He he mixed the album, and um, the Wake was there for a lot of the for a lot of that um, the recordings of that album because I think probably toward the end of the last few sessions, that's when we were living together. So he would give me a ride all the time. Cause I didn't have a car at the time and he was the one that had the whip. So he would, he took me over there to record that day. And 
there was kind of some space at the end of it and i was just like well do you want to drop you know do you want to drop something at the end and he's all well i could how about if i drop a poem because i asked him to drop a shout out or something he's well what if i drop a poem that kind of goes with it and fit a little better because you know it's a song about like you know the relationship that fell apart or whatever you know kind of based on you know all the experiences from all the relationships i'd been in and um I was like, yeah, and he just kind of got in there and just freestyled that. It wasn't written or anything. Whoa. Yeah, so that was Yeah, because cool. I saw the feature when I was listening to it, and yeah. I was like, oh, I was expecting bars, <laughs> but it, cool. Like, I like that you can kind of play with expectations like that, too, and yeah. things organically come together. Um, you got War 2 on there also. Yeah, That's War 2 for Faceless Crew. Shout out to that homie. Super yeah. dope. Oh, man, he's... He's one of my and favorite. I got New Jungle rappers. Ones on the album. Seraph had a verse on there. Yeah. Um, or the artist, or the guy formerly known as Seraph. That guy doesn't really exist anymore. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Awkward. Awkward's on there on that Sway track. The weird thing about that Sway track is a few a few years ago, I ended up getting like a pretty fat royalty check from BMI, and I was like, "What is going on here?" And it was like this it said something about ireland on it so i started kind of chasing it down and looking it up so so i guess some somebody that was in this it's like kind of like the miss america pageant but ireland's version one of the one of the girls that's that was in the pageant came out to that song and so it was like on television in ireland so i ended up getting like a fat royalty check from that and i have i have no idea how that ended up happening strange man I was so I mean it's just like once you put your music out there that's what's crazy you never know where it's going to end up. Well that's some good advice as as far as like you don't want to put put out everything you make just yeah. sh- shove it out there but yeah. you do want to you want content out there. Yeah, if you got and, something that's polished and you're proud of it, put it out, man. Yeah, I mean even if it's, even if it's not that great, put it out. It could be a marker for where you started, you know, like I re-released an album I made 10 years ago um the, the, the earlier this month just because it was, I'm like, whoa, that's 10 years old. <laughs> Never made it onto like Spotify or anything. And yeah. it was before hip hop. It's like my my alternate alternate identity. Maybe I shouldn't even say it on the podcast. No, <laughs> no, I'm I'm not embarrassed of it. It's just not hip hop in any way, shape, or form. It's like folk. Damn, I'm down to check it out. Though. Other words you could it's, call it. But. <laughs> it's good to acknowledge those roots, though, man. You got you got yeah. you have to remember where you came from. Build on that. I guess that's kind of the highlights of play with your knowledge yourself. Uh, it's kind of like the album that was kind of not was never supposed to be, but I don't know. I ended up getting some love. I got I got a couple of cool reviews, and uh, I still get people that come up to me and tell me they like that track "Axe Murder" all the time. That's, that's the, a sick track. <laughs> the one with War Two, the one you and mentioned. War Two, yeah, and, I, and verses on there too. A vers- versatile verse, I believe, it goes by now. So yeah, that was. One of the joints. I, my favorite. One of my favorites on there is the one with uh, Nato, who's changed his name to Wolf Rayet and Essex. That sugary dough track with the little skit before it. The, the skit master <laughs> over here. That's right. We sh- in the, the last skits, episode, man. we sh- we shouted you out for your skits. <laughs> that was tight. Yeah, shit the, talkers. I like I like doing the skits, man. I'm like that. It's that De La Soul type shit, though. You know what I mean? Like De La Soul, Prince Paul type of deal. You know what I mean? Or like Master Ace. His albums are just kind of always like a skit with songs in it, you know, or like a story. I like that type of stuff in hip hop, man. I think it makes albums more complete and uh, 
adds elements that you need to kind of tie everything together. Sometimes if there's like, you know, parts where it's awkward going into each other, you could put stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't know. I like, I like getting on the microphone and messing around too. So yeah, that, that shit talker skit was kind of like freestyle too. That was fun. We just kind of like, I had the idea and I was just like, well, let's just like do a few different scenarios and just kind of just do it. So we just kind of freestyled that. It came out pretty dope. Yeah, it was the I, same I didn't thing. expect it either because, you know, the, the record overall has a pretty, like, solemn, serious right. tone, yeah. uh, you know, with the uh, with the additional, uh, I'm sorry, tell me the name, uh, who was it hosted by? Hakeem Bellamy. Ha- Hakeem Bellamy, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. His elements, you know, it's dramatic, yeah. it's serious, it's solemn, and then that part comes on and it's like a little bit of a relief, like yeah. a little bit of a, like... Okay, we can chill a little bit yeah. before we get back into the, the heavy stuff. Gives you some time to reset, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's useful. I like that album a lot. I listen to it so many times. And so oh, I'm, word. But I do, I'm like, okay, good. I do Because it does, if you get to it, like, it's it's a heady. You guys aren't aren't really play, as playful in that record. You're kind of more. Yeah. And so it's good to have that. Yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, whatever. It's from, you know, inspired by the times, no doubt. Well, it's truth sixty. You know, yeah. that seems to be the um, kind of concept behind you guys too, and what you make is. But yeah, I think that driven. I think that Ice Cube skit was like the first skit I ever recorded, probably. Oh, that that's the one that's before <laughs> the sugary dough track. So yeah, that one was freestyle too. Like I, it was another, the same thing. I had the idea, and we just kind of flipped it or whatever. But anyway, yeah, so that's kind of the highlights of that album. I don't know if you want to probably try to move on to the next one. Yeah, yeah. Spiritualities. That one was just... Okay, so, so you know, I had the I had Play With Your Knowledge Yourself. We did Zoology. I felt like it was time to kind of, you know, make something that was actually, like... Not that Zoology or Play With Your Knowledge Yourself weren't, but something that actually set out to be an album, like, and, you know, be a work that came together you know on purpose or you know with a purpose so yeah that one i kind of got i was kind of into this uh i don't know if you've seen that pbs show that secrets of the dead there was one about michelangelo on there and i i I think i've seen i've seen my dad watching yeah (laughs) see that (laughs) my dad uh, loves pbs some old man shit for sure i like pbs but uh so i so i kind of got into that show and it kind of got me into michelangelo and it had something in there about this, you know, this organization that he was involved in that wanted to reform the church called the Spirituality. So that's where the name for that comes mm. from. But so the overall theme of the album is, you know, getting better, um, you know, looking at the past and understanding what happened then so we don't repeat the same mistakes. You know, that's kind of the theme of that album. And uh, 18 tracks. Yeah. Yeah. So that one. I knew what I wanted to do with the songs. I was like, I, w- I want to do this with this song. I want to do this with this song. I need these interludes here. Um, and actually, um, Percy Wells helped me out a lot with all that too. So shout out to him for helping me so much with that album. He's like, he's like, give me a chance. Let's flip this together. And I was like, cool, let's do it. And then I- I'm really happy with the way it ended up com- coming out. That's actually, you know, not to take away from anything else, but that's my favorite solo project. Like, I think, you know, out of everything I've done, to me, you know, solo anyway, that's something, you know, that was actually realized to me. You know what I mean? Like, I set out to do something. I feel like I completed it with that album. So, 
that's awesome, man. And I'm looking here at the features too. You got Defy, Wake, Paycheck. I got Sleep, Fate, Sleep of Old Dominion, Sleep, Quasar of Typical Quasar. Cats. Dang, man. Yeah. That was, nice, that was a real fun nice album lineup. to make. Like that, that one was just by myself a lot. I was just in my little studio room that I had writing songs and just different things would inspire me on certain days. And I just get in there in the studio. Like I remember writing that song post and stand and just in one sitting, just because like, I can't, I can't remember, but I watched some documentary about the Spanish conquest and it just, you know, pissed me off. So I just went in the studio and wrote that song you know, kind of just like three different perspectives on genocide, pretty much. And then, you know, Calm Controller is another favorite of mine. And like, what's funny is Wake actually asked me for that beat. And I was like, nah, I'm going to use it. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I just, you know, so sometimes there's little things like that where that you think about it. You know, I wish maybe I would have got him on that track with me or even just gave him the beat. But. You know, you can't really change what already happened anyway, but yeah. I mean, you have so much music. You've done so much with him too, though, so it's yeah, it's cool. I mean, he's already, what, up on this album? Yeah, he's- Two, a, two or three times? He's on there tw- He's on there twice. He's in yeah. the song Missing, produced by Fate. That was actually another one that was supposed to go on the Model Citizens album, and then mm-hmm. I was putting out my album, and I was like, yeah, I need to get you on this other- I, wanted, I need to get you on some tracks for this album, you know? And he's like, well, do you want to use that track Missing? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. So we used that, and then- the other one that was recorded, or it's on Alias Heroine's beat, who's actually um, my partner. She made that beat. and Sick. The week we recorded that one when we lived together, he's the one that ran the session for me on that one. He's the one that ran the session on Ask for the Truth. I remember those. And we had this weird little basement apartment everybody used to call the cave. <laughs> so that was cool. And was this... What was going on with Skull Control during this era? The 2013, you dropped Spirituality. Um, is that still Skull Control? It was still it was still Skull Control. Yeah, that was a Skull Control album. We we're, I mean, I don't think. I mean, it it just kind of went through different incarnations. Like we decided it was a label at first, and then, you know, after a while, we kind of decided like, I don't think we have the resources to run a label because you need money. You know, you need a lot of money to run a label and. You need a lot of connections and network. I mean, we were all building all those connections and everything, but it wasn't solid yet. And then, and it's just, it's really hard to do that sort of thing just in in New Mexico in general because, you know, there's there's an overall feeling like we can't do the things we want to do here. You know what I mean? Like we hate on ourselves here a lot, and you know, hopefully, you know, having Wake as an example, we can start to change that. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, he yeah. sent some ripples with that, with the you know the self love, self care, self worth. You know, it's, it's some real shit that we all need to think about. You know, like we need to start believing in ourselves in New Mexico because we're talented. You know, people might not be looking at us yet because they don't understand what we're doing. You know, it's not that we it's not that we sound bad. We sound different, just like everywhere else. You know, like things sounded different in Houston. Things sounded different. You know, on the West Coast, when they first first started doing hip-hop, it's just a different, in different a way, vibe. In a way, it's a, kind of a blessing. Like, I imagine what it'd be like if all of a sudden it did blow up too big here. Yeah. Like, that I bet you we'd be sitting here being like, fuck, remember the old days? When, <laughs> when we could do whatever we want, now there's all this corporate interest and everything. Yeah. And now we, we got phased out. We're the originators. These damn kids are taking over. They get, they're making all the money. And we're, <laughs> it's kind of like the original hip-hop. 
Yeah. Like the innovators yeah. are broke, and then like the next generation started making real money. Yeah. So it's like the way I'm grateful for how we have. Yeah. How sparse it is for for creativity purposes. It's yeah. better when we're when you're struggling, you make better art. That's true. But you're completely right too. I just I don't know. Devil's advocate throwing it's that gonna out happen, there. It's going to happen though eventually. Like I think I I see it happening soon. Like mainly because of the the movie industry. It's already happening with the movie mm-hmm. industry. And I think it's a matter of time before those two things cross paths. So I think eventually somebody local is going to get in a pretty big movie with a song that everybody likes. I think it's just bound to happen. I mean, I'm not sure if I'm not positive if that's the way it's going to happen, but I mean, that has to happen at some point. Well, you're just pumping like. more money into the yeah. area and media specifically. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I can see we're that. starting to have a lot more attention here because of certain things. I mean, I don't like to mention it too much, but Breaking Bad, you know, the meth show or whatever. Well, hell, even um, the poster in Combo's bedroom. Yeah. It had references. Yeah. What is it? A definition rare poster? Or it's something, definition something. rare. Cultura Fuerte, Zoology, and Jungle One was on that show. It was a KRS One show. I yeah. saw that and was, and, <laughs> and that was a while back before I was doing hip hop um, the way I do it now. And so I was, I look at that era where I was making hip hop, but I was a, more of a fan of the scene and I was making music and dreamt of being a part of the scene, kind of. Yeah. And so when I saw that, it was one more like like starstruck like oh those guys in albuquerque dude oh my god you know like yeah. i flipped out when i saw that <laughs> yeah that was dope I, I don't think we any of us had really understood at that point because none of us had really watched that show yet so i didn't i don't think any of us really realized how like how well that show had caught on at that point and like because everybody kept sending me pictures and i was like all right you know, like <laughs> some Albuquerque show was in some, you know, our flyers in some Albuquerque show, you know, big deal. It's like one known as one of the greatest shows of all yeah, time. Yeah, then they started <laughs> winning all those awards and like the, the show just really took off. And then I was like, okay, wow. Well, you know, that yeah. dude who played Combo is a rapper in real life. Oh, really? And <laughs> DJ Demonic booked him at the underground. I was going to open for him. Oh, and wow. I thought it was. I thought it was so like, I was kind of stoked, but not really sh- like, oh, this would be weird. Cool, yeah. whatever. But he no showed. He no showed actually twice. He got booked twice, and he never showed up. So maybe he was know. sad because his character got killed off. Oh, spoiler alert, dude! <laughs> oh man, if you haven't seen that by now, you don't. You live under a rock at this point, man. I'm pretty sure everybody and their moms already watched Breaking Bad all uh, the way through. Right? No, I'm just, I'm just playing. <laughs> but uh, cool. Well, where are we? Uh, we're still it's spirituality. We're in 2013. Is where we are. Yeah, 2013. Anything else to say? Did we miss anything? No, I think I'm pretty good on that album. Um, I don't know. I I guess the only thing I would add to that is I had my we had our first kid. Me and Yvonne had our first kid at that time, so I didn't really get to, I didn't really get to like push that album as much as I wanted to. Because like I said, it's a uh, that one's kind of close to my heart. I like uh, I like just the theme of that album and and what it became too. So that's like that's one of my favorite babies for sure. And that's the last solo. Pure solo album you did, yeah, yeah, pretty I mean, much. You've done I mean, a lot of projects, but that was the last like Dom Life solo. Yeah, and well, I mean that it was. It, I mean, it's not even really a solo album, just depending on how you look at it. Just because there's so many features, and then I produced maybe half of the tracks, and then you know there's Percy Wells and Fate, and 
still counts, I'd say. Yeah. My solo album is the same. I produced half of it and yeah. I had a bunch of features. And I still say it's my solo album. Okay. So. Okay. But According I mean, to my, my standards. <laughs> well, I mean, then you just didn't. So the next one would be Phoenix Lion. Right. Which is, and that one was with Fate produced all of it. So I think, you know, a lot of MCs would just kind of not really shout out the producer on the cover. But I don't know, man. I got a lot of love for Fate and I kind of just wanted to. It's it's our. I felt like it was our project together. I mean, he just kind of just sent me a bunch of beats. Didn't you know? He didn't ask for anything. Like even even afterwards, I tried to you know like, can I send you some money? I made some money at the album release, and he just kind of turned it down. But yeah, that one was just kind of like like I was telling you, it was supposed to be just like a short EP, and then he sent me like I don't know, like ten or twelve beats, and I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna have to do more tracks because it just kept going and. There's there's that one's there's a lot of there's a lot of really personal stuff like I'm not sure if it really translates to the listener because some of it's you know poetic poetic and kind of like more abstract like the the title track Phoenix Lion is that's dedicated to Aki Zen and it's you know it's got themes about when we're when we're at his funeral like you know I said while well, we lost you were there up in the trees that day because. Um, I remember standing there at his funeral and just looking up in the trees. And as soon as I, it was a super calm day, blue skies. And I looked up in the trees and right when I looked up in the trees, the leaves started blowing everywhere, you know, like, mm. like this gust of wind came right at that, right at that time. So I don't know, that's kind of what that was. But so that was a really personal song. And then there's a song about my dad, you know, my, my dad hasn't really been around my whole life. And uh, the title of that song is a 59, And that was like my aunt, my aunt had actually, you know, she's like, I think that you'd be able to find your dad because, like, we can't, nobody knows where he's at. So she, she was like, since you're his son, you should be able to find him. And I did try to, I did try pretty hard to locate him. And I, that is like, I found this website and that's the only amount of his social security number I could see. So that's part of his social security number. So that's why that's why the title that's why that's in that song. So like that one was super personal and then Miles that song Miles you know I was getting over some stuff and just trying to be positive about it and you know realizing that life is painful but you're going to you know you're you're going to be able to make it through as long as you just keep getting up and it's funny because like Zoned and Locked was not even going to be on there. So that it was this beat that beat was in there, and f- that was the one that Fate really wanted me to use. It's your opener. Yeah, it and it it almost didn't happen, and he's just like, you know, what? like I was like, I don't know, man, I don't know if I could write to this beat. I don't for whatever reason, I'm not sure if it was just I was in more of a serious mode at that time, or because it's you know it's like just kind of a banging beat to to flip some dope rhymes to or whatever, and uh, it's that kind of vibe. But he's like, just write something, and if you don't like it, we don't have to use it. And then I wrote that, and then that's actually the song that it ended up on some blogs and stuff like that, and a lot of people ended up liking that one. So that's that's the thing. That's what I learned as an artist is I don't. It's hard. It's impossible to trust your own instincts. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this song sucks. It's your biggest hit, or, or you know, that's you ever happened to me to that, so many times. You ever listen to that Questlove um, podcast? That Questlove Supreme. I haven't. There's like several several um, artists that he's had on there. They they say that like we they, we we had the whole album done, but then the record label's like, I need a hit, and then they last minute they just record something, and it ends up being this big multi platinum hit. 
over and over, like several different artists he talked to on there. They all say that. So it's kind of funny. I mean, I don't have any hits, but my solo album that's like my spirituality kind of like the way you talk about that. Like that's how I felt about my that yeah. album. Um, the very last song I made, the album was already in mastering phase. It was done, but we just added a new member to the Outstanding Citizens Collective, Anthonius Monk. Mm-hmm. And I had everyone on my album. And I was like, shit, dude, you're not on my album. We got to get you on my album. Like the album drops soon. Like we got to get you. And he's like, well, I got a beat here. Make the beat. I'm like, cool. I wrote a verse, sent it to him. He wrote a verse. I have, have a friend, this amazing singer. She came in. Like she and I together like wrote a hook. She sang it. It's like the best song on my album for sure. Like at least it's my favorite one, yeah. and it's a lot of people's favorite. Yeah, that's a dope. I know which one you're talking about. That's a dope track. Slapped it on at the like that was last second throw together. Yeah. And, and Shout I was out like, to Damn. Antonius Monk too. That dude's dope, man. Yeah, I love that dude. Uh, much my little brother. Hell yeah. <laughs> like uh, seriously or no? no oh, okay, no, okay. Just, <laughs> he's just uh, you know he's the he's the youngest OC member, so okay. he's the one that we like put our hopes and dreams into. Okay, <laughs> he's dope, man. He's got a, definitely a bright future ahead of him, man. He's a good head too. Like yeah. he's he's that's what I always tell him. I'm like, dude, when we were your the rest of us OC dudes were your age, like we were not. Like that dude drops more music than he's dropped more music than I think any of us have already. Yeah. Like he's, he's yeah, I got a focused. couple of his albums. He's focused, man. Yeah, a lot of love to that kid. And then he brought in almost a package deal. He brought in Prismatic Soul. She she joined the crew a year later, but she was hanging with us yeah. like the whole time. She's and also very dope too. She was doing her own thing, so we didn't want to like pull her in, but we also wanted her to feel invited. Yeah. So it was one of those like, "You ready to join the crew yet? No, no pressure. Yeah. But, but we want you in the crew. You know that, right? <laughs> kind of thing. And she's like, "Well, you know, when I'm ready." And she got ready, and then boom, we started hitting the road and in fact we can't have her we have to have her play on like the first song so at first we were kind of using her as like the special like yeah like she comes in halfway through the set <laughs> but then we realized like we play our set and then like you know a little energy whatever and then she gets on and game changer yeah. everyone's all about her so we're just like fuck we gotta yeah, put her on the first track it definitely <laughs> like blows you away like as soon as she grabs the mic just because she's got that presence and then those, those bars too she's like channeling that like channeling the 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 like late 90s kind of shit just like hard shit too i'm like damn i remember i remember the first time i saw i filmed some footage and put it on my uh instagram story and everybody's hitting me up blowing me up like who is that where where are you seeing this at where are you at like trying to ask me like how to find her and stuff she has like more fan before she even dropped a song she has a bigger following than it like people, <laughs> like she's just she's got it yeah yeah i don't know what it is but she's she's got it yeah <laughs> i agree man she's dope uh word up sure. um so she's part of art of rhyme with anthonius monk they're actually about to go on tour with landon wordswell yeah. oh they're, nice they're doing like a big two-week run he's dope too check that art of rhyme album out too i bought that i copped it it's dope <laughs> Yeah, I listen to that a lot. That yeah. track Miracle is one of my favorite songs of yeah. 2019. Yeah. Um, okay, we're well, back to you. Miracle, yep. That, was, <laughs> yeah, that song's tight. Yeah, that one gets me excited. Yeah. Just, like, comes on, I'm like jumping in the background, <laughs> throwing my hands up, like hyping it. Um, where, dude? Okay, so... Okay, so Phoenix Lion, at the same time, at the same, kind of at the same time I'm doing Phoenix Lion, me and Awkward are working on a, tr- on a project together called Parallax Vision, where I'm just dishing in beats... And he's, you know, recording the, he's recording, he was recording with uh, Dan Kay 
I think the studio was called Route 66 Studio at the time. I don't know. It's not there anymore. But so Dan K and Wonder were recording that for him. But I, yeah, I was dishing the beats. Um, that project came together pretty quick, too. So, you know, we had I had mine. He had his. They're both kind of shorter eight track albums. So we just kind of talked about it. And we're like, well, let's just do album release together for that. So we did an album release party together for that. And uh, it went really good. We came pretty close to selling out the sisters. I was sister bar, so that was pretty cool. Nice. Like I wasn't even expecting that either, because like, you know, some people that were you know talking with us about doing that show, they're kind of negative. Like I don't know how good you guys' show is gonna do, because Dell, you know, Dell is doing a show at the Fiestas. I don't know if you know what Fiestas is. It's like this thing they have every year for U- at UNM on Johnson Field. Mm. Do they have um? Who did I see? Ghostface. Like 12 think, years ago, yeah. I saw Ghostface mm-hmm. there. Like a long time ago. Yeah. They they had Ghost, they've had Ghostface there. They've had, uh, what's that? Glitch Mob. They had Glitch Mob there. They've had like MERS. K- well, not Karis one wasn't one of those. But I don't know. Yeah. So they, they bring out, like, it's, it's not really that. They don't have a lot of hip hop there too much anymore, I don't think. I think mostly it's just like, um, like pop music or rock nowadays or you know dj sets stuff like like popular djs um like edm music but they're dope anyway so so yeah that was i think was the 2016 so dell was on that one and uh well zoology actually did a couple of those fiesta shows and they were always really dope and I, so i mean i i knew what they meant but we'd already kind of scheduled the date so we just did it anyway and they it just turned out that everybody that went to that fiesta wanted to do something else after, so they all ended up at Sister because they wanted to see more hip hop. So it's like so it was actually it so worked it out perfect. Off really dope. And like Sweet. shout out to Def I, um, because him and him and Wake actually each each of them bought ten tickets to the show and just handed them out to people. So that was really dope, man. Like that's just one memory I have about that show that always stands out to me, man. They like. That's we always our crew. We always try to support each other. We always try to show up to our to our album releases. And I mean, it's not the the crew's not really like. I mean, we still have it going. We're kind of getting back together and hopefully, hopefully, releasing an album together soon. And then meaning Skull Control. Yeah, yeah, but I think we're gonna we might change the name up though, because that's kind of dated and it doesn't really represent where we're at. You know, as a family or a crew anymore. And. Uh, the person who actually, you know, Seraph came up with that name. He's not really in the crew anymore. And then, you know, just Skull Skull is a dead thing and Control is kind of, you know, represents something that's kind of negative to me. So I don't think any of us are really there anymore, you know? I feel that. I always thought that was a dope name, but, I, but what you're saying, I <laughs> it's, know what you It's mean. dope, but... And then, you know, I also, I also had a, you know, a homie tell me this when I was on a reservation in between some shows that we were on tour, you know, doing you know, with like Wake and Deaf and a couple other homies. And <clears throat> he told me that in their culture that the Zia and the Skull together are, it's it's a bad omen. So I don't know, kind of feeling like we should change that up too. So, you know, just a few different reasons anyway. But yeah, so we're hopefully going to, we already started working on a few tracks together. So, I mean, we've, we've kind of gone back and done this a few times. I mean, we, we released that Skull Control, um, we called it a mixtape, but it was, it was like an album. It's on Bandcamp. You can find it on Bandcamp. It has like 30-something tracks on it, 33 or something. And it has wow. the whole crew on it, you know, like, uh, so it's got Wake and Deaf and then some Aki songs. I, I got some solo stuff. 
there's some like there's some model citizen songs on there with me awake there's you know dias winters is on there some of the cali crew jimmy ski dunce are on there we got you know homie sayer from arizona is on that too and yeah it's a, it's a big epic project several different that. producers scorpio flow i i produce a good amount of the beats on there i think def had some production on there um who else cloud face audio yeah man it's a big epic project that we kind of just released it for free out of nowhere in 2013 and it just kind of i mean it was cool people liked it so but yeah so i think this one's gonna be you know something a little bit different because that one was kind of a collection of solo tracks there's some crew joints on that other one too but this one's just going to be all crew joints like shorter verses and mm, more nice. people on the songs so yeah that's what oc did we did three maybe just two i can't remember we did uh, the sample platter mixtape is oh. what we call it and that's kind of like a s- sampler you know it's like yeah. kind of like that not as as in depth but it's also our local homies too like when we'd go on tour we'd be like yo homie yo do you have a track do you have a track and we just kind of make kind of a, a mixtape of our scene yeah. and then we would just give them away on tour yeah. So it's like, yo, everyone's coming on tour. Like, we're going to give everyone's mu- get music out to everybody out there. Yeah. And we did a two or three. <laughs> and what it was is like all of our singles from records, but not the actual, like previously, previously released stuff, a lot of it was. But, yeah. But it was like, it's like a record label sampler, essentially. That's you know, tight, Plus though. the homies. If Oh, you want to put a track on? Cool. Yeah, put it on there. Whatever. Yeah. You know, and we didn't put any money, didn't make any money on it, so it wasn't, it wasn't like a, there was no paperwork. It's like, you want a track on this and we're going to give it away? Okay. Yeah. Shake your hand, we're good. <laughs> yeah. That's tight. So, yeah, that's cool. That's a I want to check that it. out, man. Where can, where can you find that? It was only burned. We didn't oh. actually put it online. It was just CDs that we'd hand out. I have a couple probably somewhere. Oh, but, word. But, yeah. Anyway, it's fun to talk to another person from another crew. <laughs> kind of like... Uh, sharing sh- similar share stories and, and i'll be honest i've kind of and i'm only speaking for myself oc's a lot of people but for me i've always kind of used skull control and what you guys did in albuquerque and are still doing but historically as kind of like that's what we should be doing wow. you know because because albuquerque always had their scene a little, like way more together than santa fe we all of us we didn't we don't have as many resources even in Albuquerque struggling with resources but ours yeah. are even less like we had like one club maybe and and less less population so less talent to pull from and you know whatever the reason uh, and we weren't unified we didn't have very strong leadership so that would be a big issue for us yeah that um, homie godsend that's actually part of skull control actually had a song about that it's i think it's called there's no there's no hip hop in santa fe which is kind of funny because <clears throat> that's what's kind of funny about our crew is there's several people from Santa Fe, and that that crew just had it, that's what another thing that was cool about it is just it was just like the way when it first started it was a bunch of people from different places in New Mexico like you had Def from Shiprock you had Wake from um, Gallup or um, Fort Wingate and then you know Godsent. Mod and High Def from Santa Fe, and then there was a bunch of Albuquerque heads, and then later later on we started adding in Cali heads and uh, Arizona heads. You know, like it was pretty cool, man. And then 
I, I wanted to make sure I didn't leave anybody out of that, though, when I was talking about the album. Like, Soy was on there with his crew, F Americans, which was mm-hmm. Soy, Jeff Gray, and Sean Keys. So I need to make sure I get that in there. Big shout out to Soy, man. He's the homie. He's just put his album out. That album's really dope. Adventure yeah, yeah. Time. You should check it out. Him and Jeff Gray. Him and right? Jeff Gray, yep. Right. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. The brothers, for sure. See, see you last episode for more details. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, God Sent, I need to mention that. I don't think I said that. God Sent has some tracks on that mix, too, or on the mixtape. I don't know how you're going to not miss somebody, bro. You've already dropped like a hundred names. Dude, I think at the (laughs) pinnacle, you know, like a pinnacle of the amount of people that were in Skull Control, it was like almost 40 people because we we had DJs, we had graffiti writers, we had B-boys, all that, man. And then then there was all the MCs and producers, you know, like, so it it was pretty gigantic crew because like i said at the beginning of it it was supposed to be a movement like we're gonna all get together like all all the dopest you know crews and all the dopest mcs dopest producers and then we're gonna you know we're gonna put new mexico on which is kind of cool because like it some of the homies that were part of that are still going like i think i I mean for me i didn't even know the story of that but like I, i think it worked at least for yeah for you know me as a hip hop fan who would go to concerts in albuquerque and i'd see these like local people killing it and yeah like, who the fuck are these guys, what <laughs> that? These guys are... and i go back to santa fe like come on guys <laughs> well, I'm, and i guess we were lucky too because we we had you know desert funk mob and empty pockets to look up to over there you know they yeah. mentioned it on you know uh, soy mentioned it but like you know cello and speed and all those homies like we kind of had a blueprint from them watching what they were doing. So, and Empty Pockets did pretty good, man. They had, I'm pretty sure that they had a song who got the bots that was like, you know, I'm not sure exactly what happened, but something about DJ Premier played it at some point or DJ Premier liked it or, and they you know, their Empty Pockets moved out to Cali and they were linked up with Exhibit. I mean, well, I mean, they met Exhibit in New Mexico, but. So they were out in Cali repping, rolling with Exhibit and stuff. So, you know, they 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 did their thing and showed us how to and how to move, you know, in some ways. And then we kind of just took what they did and, you know, put our own spin on it. Really, you know. That's that's sick, man. Yeah. Um, cool. So where are we at? So okay. So after so we released those two, Phoenix Lion and Parallax Vision. So I guess that brings us up to truth 66 who you know kos mentioned truth 66 in the last one yeah we even played uh alive slash let it live alive i'm not sure it was called let it live at first so so (laughs) the project kind of changed form a couple times that's why so there's a kind of a big gap in what i and what you'll see in my discography because that truth 66 kind of took a while so the first incarnation was you know, me and KOS rapping and Percy Wells making the beats. He would do live beats while we were, you know, doing the set. He would trigger the beats on his machine. But, you know, things kind of changed changed up, and then there was, like, a hiatus in there. And then, you know, finally, <clears throat> after a while, I ran into KOS, and he's like, well, hey, man, I got beats. Let's just let's just finish it on, on my beats. And I said, let's do it. So that's So finally... You know, early last year, well, I think it was late 
2018 and early 2019, we finished, you know, we just got in there and recorded it. He'd, he'd make some beats and then here's these beats. Do you want to do this for this? Yeah, let's do it. Cause we already had all the songs written and pretty much so memorized. Supply them to new. Yeah. Cause we had recorded the whole album on Percy Wells beats. And I find and, that interesting when I listen to it now. Yeah. Cause I didn't know that yeah. experienced the album. What did, I would never know that without yeah. knowing it. And then I know now I listen to it like, I wonder what it used to sound like. I wonder <laughs> yeah. what they wrote this to. Like, I, I wonder. It was definitely a, a, very, a way different vibe, man. But it's, I mean, I like, I like both of them for different reasons. You know what I mean? Like, I wish we could have just released it on the Percy Wells beats, but you know, things don't always work out the way you think they're going to. And everything's all good though. Like shout out to Percy Wells, this fam for life, for sure. That's my, that's my family and my crew. So, and he's still putting in a lot of work too. So, but yeah, so we did that truth 66 and that came out and then, so basically 2019 was after I, you know, after I pulled myself up from, you know, like the, the truth 66 thing didn't work out. So it's kind of hard. It was like, damn, should I even keep doing this? Or, you know, like it's been a few years and it's kind of hard to, you know, even get in the studio right now. But, you know, finally, we finally KOS like was like, let's do this shit. And he like kind of pulled me up and then I was like, all right, cool. So we started working on that. And then I was like, you know what, I'm going to start catching up and, um, I'm going to start catching up and, you know, like Soy said it in the last podcast that, you know, Deaf and Wake were kind of like the, they're kind of like the marker for where we're at, you know, like they, they set the bar, we try to catch up. So and it's then like, they drop and it's yeah, like, shit. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I, he was right when he said that. Cause that's how it, that's how it is. We're like, we're always trying to like chase them and like, I mean, I, and I, and to be completely honest, that's where I was at. I was like, you know, you, you feel like, cause, cause they're doing so good you have to hold your own and drop your projects and, and, uh, you know, show and prove that's the hip hop, that's the hip hop lingo right there, show and prove. So you can, you know, stand next to them still and still, you know, deserve their respect, you know, for what you're doing. So that's when it was, <laughs> whoa, this is, this is a, little bit that's of, weird, man. a little bit of digital, yeah. digital butt stroke. Anyway, can you hear it, listeners? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so, uh, so yeah, I I just decided I'm gonna just start putting all this stuff out. I just have a bunch of stuff I need to clear out. So I put out the I put out that ash covered sky joint that we played at the beginning, um, just to get it out because it was supposed to go on this project called Hidden Monsters. It was like it was gonna be a national project. There's this homie, um, there's this homie in Boston that he just kind of had these connections he just he, you know like you know people some people are just good at networking like that and that's kind of what his superpower in hip-hop was and he he got a bunch that's of his beat. element yeah that's his element he got a bunch of beats from these producers and then he found like all these mcs that weren't that well known but they were really dope and professional and he was linking everybody together and i, I was blessed to end up getting on a on a low orange beat who he's really dope for mellow music man like uh, I don't know. It still kind of bugs me out that I, I mean he, he wasn't he, like mellow music was still kind of rising at that point. So I I think at this point there's probably no way I'd be able to rap on one of his beats. You know yet more anyway. Tucson. Yeah, Tucson's got it going on. Yeah, the mellow. So he oh yeah yeah they just signed somebody else right? What's his name? Sai. Well, mellow spiritual. Mellow and, music's based out of Tucson. Yeah, yeah. Right? But I mean, they got the Tucson artists though. They got oh, uh, oh, I didn't know that. They got Lando Lando, Lando Chills Chill. from Tucson, and then they signed Spiritual. I think his name is. Mm. He's the newest person they just signed, and he's from Tucson. So, yeah. 
but yeah, they're doing it, it out of Tucson for sure. But yeah, so that was cool. And then, um, so then I guess I, I, you know, I did that single. Just I'm just kind of clearing out the clearing out everything that needed to come out that I had neglected for whatever reason. And then there's another one I I ended up releasing as a single with um, it was me and the homie Dan K from God Gang in Albuquerque and Dunce, who's uh, you know from Skull Controller the crew. From, he's from uh, Cali out in San Fernando Valley. He's one of Awkward Acrides' good friends. And he was on that Out of Order crew. That was one of the crews that was part of Skull Control under the umbrella. And um, so he's on the track. And then it was produced by Kuali, who actually, rest in peace, he, was, uh, he lost his life in an accident. And, you know, you know rest, in, rest in power to that homie. He was another one that had a bright future ahead of, it, ahead of him. And it was like, a positive cut, attitude cut short in a horrible way and man that one that's another tough loss for albuquerque and yeah. just you know i don't know i feel like just the world you know what i mean that dude was that was a special human being I, sure. I knew him very little but he reached out to me like uh i had i said something on facebook like i need a midi controller for da 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 he barely knew me and he's like yo i I think my mom's got one. Uh, <laughs> if you want to go hit her up, you can go get it. And yep. I was just like, what? Yep. Like, like kind of like, why would you be go out of your way like that? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. You don't know me anything. You know, it was just like in my head, like that's yeah. some kindness out of just out of for no reason other than like we rocked a show one time together, yeah. like a year before that, you know? So I, for real, like I didn't know him well, but, cat, but I, the little bit I did was like, damn it's a good guy he was just down to show love man he was just about showing love all the time every time i saw him man like i'm gonna send you more beats let's work on more stuff let's just do an album together you know whatever like he just sent me that beat and i was just like cool i mean it's not really like a beat that i it's not really a lane that i mess with a lot you know it's, it's kind of like a it's like an offbeat trap kind of thing going on it's kind of crazy like that's the one i haven't heard man i've heard it's called I've tried kicks. To listen to everything but damn bro it's called kicks it's dope man like but yeah, it's like a yeah. I don't know, check it out. It's pretty dope. And so I released that and then so when Aki Zen passed away, um a bunch of us had gotten together and laid down verses to you know, so we had a bunch of producers donate verses or beats and then we orchestrated a bunch of MCs to come through and record, you know, different verses on it. So the thing was going to be we we're going to have it 95 BPM and we we're going to have a DJ mix them all together because they're supposed to be five tracks. But, you know, so things ended up whoever was supposed to mix it couldn't mix it or this dude's verse wasn't done yet. So it just kind of, you know, it got pushed back and pushed back and pushed back for like years. And then after a while, it was just kind of like, damn, I don't even know what to do with this. So but, you know, 20, 2019, like I said, was the year I'm like, I'm cleaning all this stuff out and I'm putting this, like, I have to put this out for him because this is what we needed to, we, you know, we need to honor Aki. And, um, it, it, you know, it would be a shame to just let it fall to the side. And then plus, at the same time, his kids are older now to the point where they can appreciate it. Like, because there's a lot of good words about Aki in those songs. And I think at this point, his kids can really grasp it and understand it and I think that was good, you know. That that was a good side effect of releasing that later, but so, so you, I, you did get that out too. Yeah, it's out. It's called "Smash: A Tribute to Aki's In," and um, yeah, I just uh, like I already had the artwork because uh, Scorpio Flow did the artwork, so I just did, I I ended up teaching myself how to mix. I had a you know I ended up copying a book and bought some bought some Waves plugins and was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna do this shit myself." 
So there was already one of the songs was already mixed, and then there was other songs that I had that had Aki on it. Um, Scorpio Flow had a beat that had an Aki verse on it, so I added a verse and a chorus to that. I just kind of pulled in a bunch of um, different things that were unreleased. Like there was a Low the Mighty song that had Aki on it. You know, just whatever I had that I could throw on there that, you know, people might not have really heard. And then at the end, it had those the three Aki tracks. It's just basically back-to-back verses, you know, people, you know, tribute, tribute verses for Aki. And you dropped that 2019? Yeah, that was in 2019. You had a busy year, dude. Woo. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I was trying to clear yeah, all this stuff dang, out. Dang, man. So, and then, so finally, so that came out. I mean, I didn't really, like... Like, to me, that was, I can't really say that was my project because, I mean, I, I organized a lot of it and I put work in on it, but it was all of us together, you know? Right. So yeah. that's why I can't really, like, when I I made that photo that I put on my social media about the projects I released in 2019, I didn't put that on there because I don't see it as, like, my personal project. Right. It's something we all came together as a community to do, and it was for Aki, so it's not really, like... So it's not like something you could be like, yeah, I did that shit, you know, like brag about it or something. It's like, it's it's just something different. And and f- for the most part, it, we did it for his family and for his sons, you know, so. But yeah, I don't know if, if you know who Aki is, you should check it out for sure. He was a, uh, a New Mexico hip hop legend. He was around for a long time. Mantis Fist. Um, shout out to Mantis Fist. That was one of the dopest crews. To ever come out of New Mexico, and Aki was one of the dopest MCs to come out of New Mexico, in my opinion. And much love, rest in peace, Aki's in, for sure. Yeah, respect, man. So it's, it's been a rough, rough thing for you. You y'all have lost a lot of, a lot of important people to you. Well, and that that's what's hard too. Is he was at the time that we lost Aki, he was like he was like the big homie, you know, in our crew. He was the one that you know. He kind of had the final say on a lot of things. He's the one that had been around a little bit longer, and he's he was the one that was setting the trends for the styles we were using at that point. You know, so a lot of the a lot of the sound you hear like the chopping styles and stuff like that from you know like Wake or anybody else in our crew. Some some of that was influenced by Aki. You know, like even just little parts here and there. Like some some homies a little heavier than others, just depending, but. <clears throat> Yeah, man, he was a huge influence on all of us, you know, just even as a person, too. He's just a really good person, the way he functioned. It's in his name, I, I, you know, Zen in his name. So, I mean, he he was like one of those dudes that always had the wise thing to say, like something's going on. Like a lot of the times he would just make a joke that kind of suns you, you know, like we were having beef with this one dude and he got, he was, you know, he was on film, like kind of talking about us and I. I called up Aki and I was like, man, this dude's on film talking about us. And he's all, he's all, man, we should shank that dude forever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like who cares? Like who cares about that dude? Just, you know, like kind of telling like, you, hey. kind of saying it doesn't really matter and just making a joke. You Let's know? do something crazy for no reason. Yeah. Whatever. Fuck but it. he was just like, it was always the thing that made you think though. Like you think about it. Like it's not, it was never like the obvious thing. Like, Man, don't do that. That's stupid. It was just always like the some something you would say. Like he always had the 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 right little line to throw at you, like with the smirk. You know, like it was funny. But anyway, missed that dude a lot too, man. Man, this why this is this is what's awesome about having you here. Is like I knew I knew when you were coming in there was gonna be some history that yeah. we were. You know, I was gonna learn some stuff today. I guess after the Aki Smash thing, Halloween of last year is when when uh, we dropped that. 
Mercury Renegades project. So Mercury Renegades, some of that was recorded when I was recording Spirituality. Some of it was recorded while I was recording Phoenix Lion. Some of it was recorded last year, you know, just before we finished it. But, you know, it was all together. It was, it was just all together a project. That, so NATO to me, or Wolf NATO Rock, a.k.a. Wolf Riot, to me is... I think he's one of the dopest MCs to ever come out of New Mexico. Like to me, um, I you know Soy Soy said it. You know, there's 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 Def, there's Wake, there's NATO, there was Aki, um, but yes, yeah, so those are those are some of the big homies to me as far as you know rhyming in New Mexico and <clears throat> like NATO is you know he's my best friend. We've been best friends since like '97, but yeah, so he's another one of the homies that I was always kind of chasing and trying to catch up to you know style style wise his content's just ridiculous the things he says and the things he talks about he just he just knows how to he knows how to drop those lines that have a lot of impact just like one you know it's like a lot you know some people have like have a verse and they have four bars setting up a lot one bar that has a lot of impact and he's different it's almost like every bar has that impact it's just always those hit. There's like several double entendres and hidden meanings and stuff like that. It's like he's just a crazy dude, and I and um, I I don't know. I got to the point where I f- I was feeling like I kind of neglected his stuff, and I I just really wanted to make sure that he got he got some music out there at some point, um, because he deserves some shine. And uh, so I was just like, hey, I'm gonna just start mixing these tracks because, like I told you, I learned how to mix, you know to some degree and i'm still not that great but <laughs> record sounds good to me but uh so so i just told him i'm gonna um i'm gonna just start putting these tracks together and we'll see what we'll see you know what goes from there but i at least want to mix these so you have them to listen to if you want and he's like okay cool so then you know we had the old tracks that we worked on i started mixing those and then we had another song which ended up turning into fell that was supposed to go on a percy wells album but it didn't end up making out of that album so i took the percy wells beat off and just played drums and percussion to it so that's what happened with fell that's the last song or second that's the last song yeah it's the one, it's just, you doing the just, hook just, and just drums play, and, and just, me on the hook yeah 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 that's a that's a trippy track yeah it's just I like that there's just like some weird shit i was just like i'm just gonna try to i just got the idea and just jumped on my drum kit and just tried to do it and then i mixed the drums all weird too it's like it's like a weird yeah. sound to the drums. And I then. noticed with that song, I hear, I, I would hear it, and it, I'd be like, deep into it, when I'd be like, oh wait, he's just rapping over drums. That's the it's beat just, is just drums. It's just drums. Yeah. But it didn't. I didn't. <laughs> you know, like if I was if I was making that track, I'd be like, oh man, I gotta add a bass line. I gotta <laughs> add a set. This is where my yeah. brain works when I'm making music. So I love hearing other people's like. Oh, they didn't even do any of that. He just played drums, and it sounds cool. Well, I mean, but if I made that, I would have been like can i is that gonna work i don't know it's too <laughs> too sparse you know the self-doubt as yeah. a, a creator but well, and that's it worked like, to my opinion that's like uh the roots influence because you know I, I don't you remember that song they had called without a doubt think dating think oh yeah 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 so it's kind of like it's kind of like you know th- that's definitely inspiration an inspiration for that joint for sure yeah Word. But uh so and then like you said that scissors always wins, that was cool. Just like a lot of that we came up with on the spot. Like he came over to record it and then he's like, Well what if we play rock pepper paper scissors at the beginning of the song? And I'm like, Okay, cool. So I mean that was that was hard for me when I was learning how to mix, like trying to figure out how to mix that so it doesn't like sound like 
like a fapping noise or something. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> so I was like, how do I, how do I make it sound like, you know, like actual hands, you know, so it's not weird. Cause we're just kind of laughing. Right into the beat, yeah. And then like, it goes into it. And then, um, we were recording it. And then I was like, you know what, let me see if I can do this at the end. And then, so I took the rock, paper, scissors noises from the beginning and put it at the end as the drums for the end of the song. And the NATO yeah, was like, that's Oh, just... that's dope. And then I, I should definitely mention that Not Easy was produced by Percy Wells. So that's the only track on that joint that I didn't produce. Yeah, that was my next question is And then DJ T M B on the DJ T M B on the cuts on that one, but the whole the rest of it was just produced by me. So So it was Scissors Always Wins and then I think No Vacancy and I'm trying to remember what the other there was one more that was we did a long time ago. Would have been like 2016 or 2015, and then 16 was like um, La Llorona and um, man, not not easy was at that time. And then the the we recorded for Fell, so like even my verse on that one was old. The and then Letters from the Brink we recorded at that time too, but actually my verse on Letters from the Letters from the Brink. I was supposed to record at that time in like 26 or 2017, I think. And I just slacked and never did it. So I ended up doing it, you know, recent last year I wrote and recorded that verse because, and I mean, you could tell because I don't know if you noticed, but that verse is about when the, you know, when that picture came out where the, the man was trying to come to America with his daughter and they drowned together. Mm. So that's what my verse is. Yeah. My verse is from their point of view on that track. Yeah. It's, you know, just cause I just, yeah, because I say, because where you can drown with the hope for your daughter and be fodder, you know, because everybody's like, it turned into this political thing where everybody's like, that's what they get. And the other side was like, you know, F you, you know, it just turned into like political fodder. And it just really bothered me a lot, man, because that was a really hard picture to see, especially, you know, being a father, thinking about that. And also being, you know, um, of Mexican descent too, you know, thinking about the, you know, I had family members that made that journey. You know what I mean? Just that kind of hit me hard a lot. And, it, you know, it made me angry just that people were saying they shouldn't have tried to get in illegally then. You know, it's like this is a little girl that's gone. You know what I mean? Who knows what she could have done with her life? Who knows what her dad, her, her dad was young, too. Who knows what he could have done? So, yeah, it's just inappropriate to yeah. politicize that shit. I mean, it's going to yeah. happen, guaranteed, always. But it's awful <laughs> but that's kind of like what letters from the brink is it's just like stories from from out there from from out there on the frontier from the brink of of your mind or from the brink of wherever you know of your imagination or whatever you know so you got a little write-up in there um yeah which yeah, is weird that alibi. just just came out on the newest alibi that's awesome man i always <laughs> wish this, like i put out a, <laughs> drop something and i'm like oh i guess i go to make a whole new album before anyone cares I but then you so. get a late a late little late love is awesome which is crazy because the, i think the last thing that i put out that made it in the alibi was the zoology album like i i submitted i submitted um spirituality and i submitted phoenix lion uh parallax vision all that stuff they didn't print any of that so you I don't even. I have no idea how. I think her name is August. I have no idea how she even found that, or how I even got to her, or anything. So, sweet. It's pretty cool to just like, you know, to to get home and somebody posted that. I was like, wow. All right. 
Hell yeah. It's been a while. Awesome, it's been a while, man. Alibi. <laughs> anyway, so I don't know if, if now you want to get into playing that song from from uh, Letters from the Brink, Mercury Renegades. Sounds like a great time. Okay, this is the this is the one I was talking about where uh, we had this the rock paper scissors sounds in it. The song is called uh, "Scissors Always Wins" from Mercury Renegades, Letters from the Brink. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hit rock bottom once, now I sink or swim Scissors always wins when the walls are paper thin How could I think outside a box that I was never in? Murders of crows circling slow, I'm just trying to live Put my heart in this glass box, boy it was acceptable Rest of you just didn't have the guts like Seppuku Reanimated cadavers in the shadowless form You're in the alley burning crumpled all the bills to stay warm You may have seized the day but where the harbinge is a night When the spirits in your house throw themselves back to life Assist to twist the fate that invigorates a busy pace The cityscape dingy caped in the grave Though a bitter hate we reciprocate Captain of a failed boat collapsed up in a stale moat Doesn't dare float on a raft crafted from frail hope Reaping so the same weather you pedal smother cells Soap splinters from the tree of life stab at hell's throat Winning isn't everything, sometimes it's just enough I play the stone against the scissors, see how deep it can cut Playing Rochambeau with an old man's ghost Scissors always wins, keeping both hands closed Both hands closed, both hands closed Scissors always wins, keeping both hands closed Both hands closed, both hands closed Scissors always wins, keeping both hands I found the route out the rut that left my mouth full of dust And out crowded introverts, all we could count on is us When down and out, I found my doubts about the benefits of giving Giving the benefit of a doubt that does the tax people living Nothing ventured, nothing gained Nothing gained, nothing learned Subtracted from the veins and nerves Pain's just a word And it fades like a blur Or a ghost in your past Taking photographs of strangers To show nothing lasts When I roll through the hood With a soul full of soot It's a more vulgar display Than the vulture buffet Found the devil and his engine And the mother of invention Started living on a prayer But the rent was too expensive Try to live by the shield But the sword don't yield Kneel to the Lord In the war-torn field Concealed in the cloth But the sword don't hear when your dreams and your offspring all born still. I'll tell you what, how about we go rock, paper, scissors? Why do people play rock, paper, scissors? It's a stupid, stupid game. 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 Everything, sometimes it's just enough. I play the stone against the scissors, see how deep it can cut. Playing Rochambeau with an old man's ghost. Scissors always wins, keeping both hands closed. Both hands closed, both hands closed. Scissors always wins, keeping both hands closed. Both hands closed, both hands closed. Scissors always wins, keeping both hands. Okay, so that was uh, Scissors Always Wins off of Mercury Renegades Letters from the Brink. That's my shit. <laughs> that's my shit too man i just like i said man like i just wanted to make i just love hearing nato rap man he's dope yeah so i mean he's he's uh i don't know in my eyes he he's kind of like you know ne- him and wake used to battle each other and him and wake were like the dopest battle dudes for a while like and every time those two and then like you know aki started getting into it and there's like those three all the time and it was like whoa every time watching them battle it was just crazy man but yeah <clears throat> so yeah i just wanted to make sure that people hear nato's rhymes and they, they know that he rhymes too because a lot of people don't even really know that and because he's like uh 
he's probably one of the top b-boys in albuquerque so he's he's kind of more known for that now but i don't know people need to hear that dude ryan we're gonna hopefully we're, we're working on another one too so mercury renegades number two hell yeah i'm stoked don't have the title yet but yeah, i don't know fan. we I'm might call it uh i don't know the rise of skywalker wasn't really that great <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> i'm a huge star wars fan but i still haven't seen that one I, just, oh, really? I don't know i just meant to and didn't and i just i'm a, I'm a huge star wars fan too man and i honestly like the direction it was going with the last one and this one they just kind of like okay so these are all the things the fans want let's just give them all that even if it doesn't make sense that's what I. I'm, that's what I felt like. That's what when I, I hear. Was, I just, yeah, I want to see it. I don't expect to like. I don't care if it's good or not. Actually, I've yeah. I'm past that. I just. Yeah. Let's see what they did. You gotta finish the trilogy, <laughs> man. You gotta finish the story for sure. The trilogy, trilogy. But anyway, we're talking about hip hop. One thing I noticed, man, it's crazy. I just noticed it too. You have a song called "Change the World." Wake has a song called "Change the World" with Gift Gab. There's actually a story behind the "Change the World" thing. So. Uh, like like I said earlier, I used to live with Wake, and he was just like he's kind of he was kind of an absent-minded dude. He would like lose his stuff, but he was always he's always losing his keys. So you heard that you know change the world. How are you going to change the world if you can't even find your keys, man? That was the beginning of that. Mm-hmm. That was the first idea I got. How are you going to change? So and I showed that joint to Wake, and and he thought it was funny or whatever. And then he was like, "Yeah, dude, I was inspired because you can't ever find your keys," and he kind of got yeah, he kind of got upset. So I don't know. I'm not like I never actually talked to him about it, but I always felt like I felt like his was the response to me saying that. Like, (laughs) like I think he thought I was taking a shot at him, telling him that he can't change the world because I never felt like that with you know about Wake like. Everybody in our crew, like, we always felt like him and Defi were the ones, you know. And Wake, too, like, it just was always, it, it always felt like that. Just from the beginning, even when we were first starting out, had Saints and her sons, and Wake was, like, 16 or whatever. Like, I remember God sent, like, saying, like, you know, he's he's the one. Like, we all have to, we all have to get behind him because when he's ready, he's going to take everybody up. You know what I mean? And he was, like, our little brother. But at the same time with him, he, he was, like, it didn't feel like he was younger than us most of the time. Yeah, like I'm sure he did. Like you know, you know, we did. I I feel like we all raised each other together because, especially you know, when it, when it comes to like music, we were all together a lot. We all moved in a similar way, but you know, he was he was the younger homie, and I think I'm sure he picked up some personality traits off a few homies because he was a teenager, you know, like. But yeah, that's so. The, I mean, that's what was what made things really hard about losing him is because like we just always felt like he was the one that was supposed to do it you know and it's just like it looked like it was happening like okay it's happening finally you know wakes about to be on and then it's just like it's just like cruel man like three days before his album release like it's insane man just the gravity of just every little aspect of it there's just layers and layers and layers and it's album just title album title is just so that tracks over yeah, Shit, so much. Man. All of it, man. It's and there's just a lot of it. Like one of the last times I was talking to him, we were we were messaging each other because another you know Albuquerque legend named Omega had passed away. And I we, never met him, but we knew Omega, and and you know when when Aki passed away, me and Wake kind of you know we leaned on each other a lot, and we used to go to Aki's house every day, so 
you know, just to be with his, be with his wife and his kids and some of his friends and his brother. And um, we kind of got through that together. So, I mean, I felt like, you know, maybe the Omega thing, it was kind of like, yeah, I'm going to go back to the homie that, you know, we got through the other thing together. So maybe, we, you know, it felt like that we were talking and it's just kind of, it's just really sad because I remember part of the conversation was that he, he said that he hoped somebody would paint a mural of Omega somewhere so we could go visit him, you know, and, and now there's like three, four, so many, there's a bunch of murals for Wake and there's, there's plans for more too. So, and I mean, rightfully so he deserved it, man. He earned it. He worked hard. He did a lot of good things with his life. And man, I mean, like my newsfeed, honestly, like my newsfeed on like social media was probably, it was just nothing but Wake for weeks. Like even more, like even more than Kobe, you know, like Kobe just passed away, like yeah. Kobe Bryant. And like, I think it just, it's still going for like every day I wake up and I'll, you know, I check Facebook in the morning or whatever. And just somebody else posted one of his songs or somebody posted a memory or a picture or whatever. You know what I mean? Every, it's still going, man. Like everybody misses yeah, him beautiful. a lot, you know, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty like, you know, I I know that his memory is going to keep going on, and he's he's got his music that's that's out and. Well, doing the holiday, I think that's that's. Yeah, and then there's awesome. Wake Self Day, so that's that's something I wanted to mention is definitely working on a <clears throat> a show for Wake Day in November. So, working out on the all the details for that, but it's it's called Wake Wake Fest, so it's going to be trying to go big with it. So, Dope. keep a lookout for that. Well, you have our team support. Word. Sick, Definitely got to get got to get your crew involved in it for sure, man. So I guess coming up, I have um, you know, working on the skull control project or the crew project, whatever. We haven't we've been kind of going back and forth about a name, and still haven't really come up with anything yet because it's been pretty hard. But like I said, we're gonna change the name, and do that project. Um, Mercury Renegades two, we're gonna work on that, and then me and NATO or me and Wolf Rayet. Um, <clears throat> I got a project. My next solo project is going to be, um, actually under a different name. It's a project I do called burn the Leo. So this is kind of like, I've done a couple different shows with it. Um, I kind of just get on stage, have my drum kit and a sampler. So I play the sampler and the drums. Like I play the beats live basically like that. And then I rap over it. Dang. So this, you know, it's kind of like zoology, but just, you know, if, to the next level just me, me by myself doing it all so um and i'm gonna that's the next thing i'm working on i already have the beats so the so i think what i'm gonna do is four eps with that so it's gonna be four or three four track eps so i'm gonna do it that way release them as three four track eps so that's 12 tracks and then at the end of that i'm gonna put it together as an album and add three more tracks Oh, cool. So, I like that. Kind of like, like, like doing it in phases, like, uh, you know, like KOS was talking about phase one and phase two or whatever. Like, I don't know. I, I kind of looked at it like my influence for that was actually this dude from uh, Seven Dust named Clint Lowry. He had a project called Hello, Hello Demons Meet Skeletons that he kind of did something similar like that. So that was kind of where that came from. But yeah, well, I think I mentioned it to KOS and he was like, oh, like the Marvel thing. You know, I guess it is kind of like the Marvel thing, you know, (laughs) (laughs) 
So anyway, that's my plans for the future. I just got, like, I have all the, I have, like I said, I have all the beats ready, and then I just need to, I have all a lot of the choruses written already. I have ideas for certain things, so that should be coming together pretty quick in the next few months. Um, and then we're gonna do those. We're gonna finish up the zoology new ones that we had. I'm not really too sure, like how how many songs that's gonna be or what exactly is gonna happen, but. I, I, right now, I know we have about five songs to work on, so I'm not, and hopefully that'll come out later this year. But I'm not too sure. Like, it just depends it's hard to on. Say. Yeah, it just depends on when we can get together and get it done. So, um, so there's that. Um, I think other than that, that's pretty much it. I'm not sure what's going to happen with the Truth sixty six if we're going to try to do another one or not, but. I'd be open to it if KOS wants to, but I know he's I'm real, open to it. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's real busy with soy, so because uh, they're, they're kind of getting rolling, and I I don't know, I like part of me just wants to just, just to kind of stand back and let that momentum roll because I feel like they're it's going, you know, like those two work together really well. It's cool to see them work together. They work fast too, man. It's, like the album they're working on now came together fast, and it's That's like wild. I've heard some of it. It's pretty dope, man. It's really dope. So. Yeah, so I don't know. We'll see what happens with that, but yeah. You got any shout-outs or anybody you want to? Um, I mean, you shouted out like half shout, Albuquerque I shouted already, out, bro. I shouted out <laughs> Mad Heads. But yeah, just shout-out to just New Mexico hip-hop in general. Like, if, you, if you're in New Mexico and you make hip-hop and you're... And you're um, you know, putting good things into the into the environment and, and into our culture, then I got respect and love for you and... I hope we could build in the future because we should all be building together because New Mexico has a really dope hip hop community and man, I just really think we should all be working together. So yeah, the beef slow things up. But I did <laughs> want to send a shout out to my lady Yvonne for sure. Um, hey. She's been holding things down pretty hard lately for me, so I really appreciate it. And uh, shout out to Eric Martinez, Wake's brother and Wake's family. Yeah. Um, just everybody who loved Wake, man, shout out to you if you're going through uh, if you're going through a tough time right now. Um, I, I know a lot of us are going through it, and if, just reach out. Like if you're if you feel alone and you're having a hard time, reach out because I know like the best way for us to to try to move forward with this is to to lean on each other for sure. That's what we yeah. need to do. Shout out Cause too. Shout out to Cause, man, doing good walking now, man. Yeah, blessing, man. dude. I'm, I'm glad he's doing good, man. I just got to hang out with that dude yesterday and just uh, see him flourishing and have some laughs with him. And, you know, his personality's coming through, man. He's, he's shining. People. He's shining. It's good to see that, man. Yeah. yeah. Can't wait to see his mural that you know is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know he's going to – I'm pretty sure he's going to finish the one of Omega that he started. Like, you know, I think they worked on it a little bit just to kind of keep a place marker for him. I believe. I'm not positive, but – I think eventually he's he's gonna go work on that one, and I just I mean obviously I I think he would probably do something for Wake. I know he I know he did one painting for Wake already. So I saw it. It was amazing. Yeah, that dude is just he, he got the. It was like more real than a photo, <laughs> dude. Like wow. the sparkle in Wake's eye was like that spark. Like yeah, he captured it, the essence of a person, and that's that's an amazing talent. So yeah, that is man. A lot and, of love to cause. And him, like uh, I heard him drop some 
you know, when it, at the first event that you guys had for him as a fundraiser, you got on the mic and dropped some bars, and I was like, man, let me send you some beats. So yeah, I didn't know he on, could spit. I'm yeah. working on sending that dude some beats. Hopefully, we get him on some tracks. I was gonna try to get him in here to record, but I was gonna wait. It's, it's, yeah, it's a little hard to get a wheelchair to this spot. Well, he can so, he can so, walk well, now. now. Yeah, he's but walking. When down we were the first stairs. talking about it, he wasn't quite on in there. So yeah, hopefully, yeah, let's do that. Let's team up. Hell get yeah. that cause record. I'm down to get that. Get an Eric Martinez feature in yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> we need to get him on something. I, I want to get him on that Zoology album, too. Dope. I want to get E-Mart. We need to get you on Zoology, man. Get, get those bars get those bars ready, brother. Hell yeah, man. But well, yeah, cool, I guess uh, I guess we could end it off. I just wanted to end it off with, um, with one of Wake's songs from his album, Ready to Live. Um, it's just, and I just want to end it off by saying, you know, he's not here to do the promo for his album. So, I mean, if you're out there and you're listening to it and, and you, and you like what he's doing, or if you've already heard of him and, and you like, and you love his music or you knew him as a person and you loved him, like we just, we just have to be the ones that, you know, put his music in different places for him. So just share his music and play it as much as you can, you know, like, um, show it to people that that don't might not even really listen to it because i mean it's uplifting positive music even it's hip-hop even the people that don't listen to hip-hop might listen to it just because of the messages and the songs and i think it's music that can help you get through a hard time you know which is another aspect of it that's crazy man like it's almost like he just left us something to help us get to help us get through you know yeah but yeah so this this song to me it it probably it's one of my favorite i think leaves is one of my favorite songs on the album, and then this one, Prayers. It just it just hits me really hard all the time. Like, I don't know. It's a prayer for it's a prayer for everybody. So, yeah, this is Prayers by Wake Self off of Ready to Live. Thanks for having me out, man. Much love. Of course, man. <laughs> Back your head. Your prayers are never left on red. Our languages are different in religions. They're similar intentions. What if you heard every prayer says? Some pray for clean water, some pray for clean souls. And some pray the cuts close and they find a way. While a couple's praying for a pregnancy. A teen girl is praying cause her cycle's late. And I just pray I keep my soul right. A soldier prays he makes it home to his own life. We invade the country of a father who's just praying that his daughter makes a home from the drone strikes. The coin got both sides. Some people pray you fly, some pray you nose die. Please wrap me like a blanket in your light. I'm just praying I can make it through the night. Yeah. Count your Someone by who they praying to I feel protected when you said I pray for you 
Some people got the most and they still pray for more Some people pray for shelter, run and play the fool When I pray, I mean in every word I say We living in this world that's full of predators and prey They found a lump in my mom's breast Don't take her away, she's all I got left I pray when I come out, my parents understand my choices I pray I put the pills away and I escape the poison Rest in peace, my brother, I still pray for you You passed away the week your lady had a baby do single mom praying she could keep her job An artist from a small town praying he could beat the odds Let's go. Please let them find the truth in what I say And I pray you make it through another day yeah. Count your blessings like One, two, three One, two, three Say your prayers Say the one for me One for me Count your blessings like One, two, three One, two, three Say your prayers Say the one for me Count your